Hey there, it's Jamie Scrimger here, and you're listening to the Kick-Ass Stepmom Podcast. I'm a wife, a mom, a stepmom, a coach, a conversation opener, and a BS caller. Eight years ago, I found myself sitting on the bathroom floor, bawling my eyes out, wondering what the heck I was thinking, marrying a man with three kids and an ex-wife. Look, don't get me wrong. I was madly in love. The kids were great. But being a stepmom is, well, it's just complicated. If you know, you know. As a 26-year-old with zero experience in the parenting department, I went to the internet for support. But I was disappointed with what I found. So I decided to create the type of support I was looking for. Raw, real, solution-focused conversations about all things motherhood, stepmotherhood, and living a kick-ass life. Life can be hard, really freaking hard. But it's entirely possible to thrive amongst the tough stuff. Each week, I will bring you tips and strategies and mindset shifts to inspire you to live your own version of a kick-ass life. We'll bring you along as I create my own. Let's do this. Hello, hello. Welcome to the Kick-Ass Stepmom Podcast. Stepmoms, do I ever have a treat for you today? The one and only Naja Hall is back. No BS, straight to the point, confident and spunk like no other. In today's conversation, the stepmom coach and creator of VIP Stepmom is going to call you out, inspire you, and have you in tears because you're laughing so freaking hard. This episode is going to shock you in many ways. We dive into dealing with a high conflict ex, being addicted to the chaos, stepmom insecurity, and when we think a stepmom should call it quits, and more. This right here is the stepmom conversation that you didn't even know you needed. So be sure to tag at Jamie Scrimger and at VIP Stepmom with your biggest take homes. And if you're like, "Uh, I don't feel comfortable telling the world that I listen to stepmom podcasts, I'm going to tell you this. Sharing these conversations is key to debunking the stepmom stigma, the mom stepmom double standard, and opening up the conversation about blended family life. Moms are encouraged to keep it real while stepmoms still feel shame for doing the same. The only way we are going to change the conversation is by having them. Let's dive in. Naja, welcome to the podcast. Jamie, honey. Honey, are we ready to get this party started? We are ready. So guys, I was just on Naja's podcast. I'm so excited to talk to you, Jamie, that I just knocked out my headphones. Yeah. Well, it's exciting time. It's I'm, you know what? I'm so happy we're finally doing this. It's been a couple of years since we chatted. So yeah, you know what? For those who maybe just started listening to the podcast, can you give us a little bit of a rundown on who is Naja Hall? Yeah, yeah. Hey, everybody. My name is Naja Hall. I am everybody's friend and not everybody. <laughs> so I started off with a platform called Blended in Black. It was for Black people and blended families. And then I transitioned over to VIP Stepmom, which is exclusively for people that are having the stepmothering experience. I am a coach. I have clients from all walks of life, all ethnicities, all ages, from all over the world. So that would make me an international coach now. I've written two books. Well, actually a workbook and a journal because I can't make myself sit down and, you know, mm. Um, it's called Girl By. The series of my books is called Girl By, and you say it just like that. And when you're reading it and experiencing that, that's exactly what you feel. I am a podcaster. I am a host. I am a personality. And I'm literally everything. I am just 
all of the things. I And you guys have caught me at one of the more balanced points in my life. I think me and Jamie first the first podcast that we did together. And Jamie just told me today that that's still like the highest rated one. Cause y'all, I was, you, Jamie, you got to give them the link to that. Cause I was going off that day. It was number, I think it's like number six podcast episode six, that episode and the episode where Darren and I talk about what the first year of our marriage was really like, and I'm like, we get into like where we really, really struggled. Those are the two top episodes. Yes, yes. I'm going to say mine was a top though. Cause you know, but you know, not, not that I'm going to top Darren. Hey Darren. <laughs> So yes, I'm just super balanced at this point. And um, anything to help people that are having conflict or having difficult experiences in their life transitions, especially those in step families, you know, I'm so happy to be of service to you, especially. You know, I would love to know when were you off balance as a stepmom? Like, what did that look like? Because I think we've all been off balance as a stepmom. And I'm sure, you know, I know for me, that's why I started doing this in the first place is once I got rebalanced, I was like, guys, you do not need to feel like that. So what was that like for you? I think the the fact that I was able to find balance, it was a long journey for me. Because when I first started, I started my community. It was because I was angry. I was hurt. I was um, frustrated at what I saw my husband was experiencing. I didn't think it was right. And so I wanted to be his advocate. I wanted to be the one in the corner fighting the power behind him. And many times that looked as if I was the aggressor. I was the angry person. And so as you and I just spoke about, starting to understand who the people are in your blended family, what they are, and mainly what they are not, that's one thing that helped me to really achieve. Um, I created a t-shirt because I say this all the time. Like, If your expectations and your reality do not align, you are in for a hell of a time. And my expectations and my reality were so different. It's like the weatherman would be like, Naja, you need to, it's going to rain today. It's going to rain. You need to take your galoshes and your raincoat and make sure you don't wear your good wig because it's going to rain. And I'm like, no, I'm expecting sun. And then go outside and your ass gets rained on. I think that's what happened to me a lot because I just was so unwilling to accept what my reality was. My reality is that we were in a situation where my husband needed to learn what parallel parenting meant. He needed to learn that he did not have a co-parent. He it took him a while to accept that. And I think when you have a partner that, you know, from the outside looking in, you're like, "Hey, stupid, this is what it is." But when your partner has been involved and had feelings and has to share children, is trying to navigate from a completely different perspective, they do have a lot of hope. And so just me not, you know, me feeling like, dude, I'm being gaslit. Am I the crazy one here? It took him a very long time to just kind of accept that. So when he moved to that place of radical acceptance, I was already there. Like I already knew what it was. That helped me to achieve a lot of balance. That was one of the main things. And then also just recognizing that nobody can take my voice or my power unless I hand it to them. And I I always prided myself on never engaging in those high conflict moments. And you guys know, if you've listened to my podcast, you follow my page, you know, I specifically cater to people that are in high conflict situations. I'm not a stranger to any of that. But one of the things that helped me from the very beginning, Jamie, was just not engaging. But not engaging kind of made me feel like a damn punk. Like a pushover, because I'm like, <laughs> bitch, I'm nausea. I'm a thug. I'm a da, 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 da. And just having, you know, a, 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 a situation where someone is 
making you feel small and being okay with disrespecting you and minimizing you, that could do numbers on your ego. And so that caused me to feel imbalanced. And so once I realized literally a person that can't control their damn mouth or their own emotions or their own feelings or their children for that matter, has no business having dominion or control over anything that I think, do, or say. So that's another thing that kind of helped me to pull that back. Yeah. And, you know, I think it's really interesting that you're saying, like, I felt like I didn't have a voice or, and I wouldn't engage in things. So, but that made me feel like I wasn't standing up for myself. And I think that's where stepmoms go wrong, right? Like we think we need to engage to assert ourselves in this role and like prove ourselves where it's like, no, sometimes silence is the best last word. Like sometimes, you know, not even engaging is like the best thing that you can do. Yes. Yes. Once I realized, and I think a lot of stepmoms, girl, you don't realize your power because your partner is with you. They have, you have chosen one another. I was going to say they chose you, but you chose them too. You've chosen one another and you've seen something in one another that makes you say, you are my ally. This relationship centers me. I think a lot of us feel the need to prove ourselves to the other parent, but that other parent is not in your house and they're not in your household. They're not in your relationship. And so engaging with someone who's just simply a non, non-factor, they are a non-factor. Engaging in that is going to make you feel a little bit dirtier. It's going to make you feel angry. You're going to regret it. And I've done it before and instantly just had that, ugh, that icky feeling like, Naja, why did you do that? It's almost like bullying because you know that you outweigh, you outclass, you outsmart, outintellect, outempathize, outcompassion this particular individual, but you let yourself go there. I know. I'm just thinking back. So my girlfriend, there was something and I normally don't say anything about anything, right? And I haven't for a while. And, but something just really got me. And I said something and, but I, so I, I said something to my girlfriend. I'm like, you know what? I'm going to say something about this. And she's before she could write back, like, don't. You had already I already had. <laughs> she's like, <laughs> she's like, do you think you would have said that if you waited 24 hours? And I said, yeah, actually I do. But I think I would have had better grammar. <laughs> But no, that's just, that's just a, a stupid example. But yeah, no, like sometimes just like not even saying it, like it's not going to change anything. Like sometimes as stepmoms, we're like, well, we're just going to say something. And we think that the ex is going to be like, oh, okay. Now that this woman has oh come God, in you're and, right. and chimed in, you're right. I, I am being irrational. Are you right? Yeah, that is a ridiculous amount of child support. Thank you so much. I should I should definitely retract that letter. <laughs> like, you are an amazing stepmom. And let me apologize for all the ways I've hurt you and your partner and my kid. Girl, bye. That's why I <laughs> name my damn books Girl, Bye. Because we, you got to say girl, bye to yourself sometimes. I've, I've looked at some messages that I've received and I've been so proud of myself for not responding. But when you look at the crux of some of these requests, like you said, the example that you used was asking for an exorbitant amount in child support when we both know that's not necessary. Sending a letter to this person, sending an email is going to do what? Cost you $300 an hour from a lawyer. (laughs) (laughs) And then they're going to get to say that you're harassing them. Like they're literally going to get to be the victim. So many times. Now I'll say this though. I felt for many years because I did not engage and I would just 
take it out online. Like I go and write a blog or do a podcast. And those some moments I'm I'm just not proud of because I do know that there's things out there now that my now stepkids that can read will go and interpret and be like, wow, she's talking about my mom. She is, and you know, and I always made sure I never used names. I always said the high conflict biological mother. I always use that as an example. But my experience in stepmothering has literally been harassments and riddling my social media with things and death threats. And here most recently, pulling a gun on my husband. Like that has been my experience. And so it's difficult for me to, you know, if you if you're looking for somebody that's gonna teach you how to wear that matching bio mom, stepmom, baseball jersey. Not hair. Don't come over here because that ain't my, you know, that's not why that's not my experience. And um I will say this amidst everything that I just mentioned to you, I still feel extremely balanced because my husband balances me. I understand now what we are dealing with and the severe limitations of what we just won't be able to have. And I've, I've accepted that. It took a long time, but I've accepted it. There's almost like a grief period, right? Where you need to grieve the relationship that you thought you would have, right? And, you know, as a stepmom, I've had to grieve the life I thought I would have, like the type of family, all the things. But then for the longest time, I really was hoping for this really great co-parenting relationship. I always really wanted that. And then there would be these ebbs and flows in our relationship where things would be really good. And I'd be like, okay, yeah, finally we've got to this point. Like, this is great. Like, we just had a great conversation, da, 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 da. And then something would happen. And then boom, you're back and you're feeling disappointed. And I did that so many times. And then I would get to times where I would be like nervous to get a text message because I didn't know what was going to happen. Or then I would respond to something and it wasn't my shiniest moment. And I realized like the anxiety around trying to strive for this type of relationship and constantly feeling disappointed. And I'm sure there's like, there's two sides to every story on this. I really like what you say about how, you know, everything is the same, but you change, right? And that they don't know who you are. And I think a lot of stepmoms really get caught up being like, well, I want them to see, like, like I don't want them to have the power. I, I don't want them to not respect the role that I have. And if you're in a high conflict situation, you're sitting there waiting for them to respect you. You're putting your energy in to such a different, well, it's just a wrong place. It's just not going to work. Yeah. God, I have a lot of clients that like one, especially that's having a difficult time with not being seen by Anaja. I bought her kids a Fendi jacket and I took the boy to get a haircut. And I did this. I said, baby girl, you didn't do that for the baby mama. You did that for your partner because you're your partner's ally. You are focused on someone who is committed to not acknowledging you. But what if she can't acknowledge you? What if acknowledging you means her children do have a really good other maternal reference. What if acknowledging you means that the family that she dreamed of is never going to happen again? What if acknowledging you means you might be a little bit better with her than some things? So it's too painful for some, for some people to acknowledge you. I said, let's be okay with that. I said, because I feel like some of us are asking for too much. If you know that you are trying, if those children, and most importantly, if your partner is doing that work of seeing you and making you feel appreciate it. That's why you're doing this. We lose sight. We want a stranger. We want stranger danger to tell us how amazing we are and pet us on the head. Maybe we can do some work on why we need that affirmation from pure strangers. 
that's some deeper work we can do, girlfriend. Cause it ain't if you're relying on somebody that you know doesn't even want to see you for that, that's tell me you, that tells me that you have something deeper going on that you need to sort out. One hundred percent. I'm going to interrupt this episode really quickly to give you the inside scoop on brands and resources that I'm loving who also help support the show. A huge priority for me over the last year or so has been my sleep. My bedtime routine is something that I'm trying really hard to be deliberate about because I know that when I get off the screens or read a book or journal and have a hot drink before bed, I sleep way better. I've also learned the difference that great sheets can make. A few months back, we got the bamboo sheets from Cozy Earth. We got the sheet set and the duvet cover. And guys, I can't even. They blew my mind and are by far the softest, most comfortable sheets I've ever slept in. And I get hot at night and regularly get the night sweats. And these sheets are temperature regulating, which is perfect because it helps keep me cool. Certified free of harmful chemicals, easy to wash, won't pill, and have a 10-year warranty, I cannot recommend these bamboo sheets enough. And of course, I have a code for you, so you can use the code JamieS40 for 40% off. Yes, 40%. Investing in good sheets makes such a huge difference in your sleep. And when you get good sleep, you show up as a better version of yourself in the morning. You deserve it, and the people in your life deserve it. And seriously, they're just so soft. So Jamie S40 for 40% off. You can go to Cozy Earth's website or jamiescrimger.com forward slash Cozy Earth and use the code and you'll be good to go. Sidebar, Cozy Earth also has the bamboo jogger set that I'm always posting about on Instagram. Also so freaking comfortable. Highly, highly recommend. I want to tell you about Stepmom Magazine. When I first became a stepmom, I always struggled to resonate with the support out there. There was just this huge double standard. Moms were encouraged to keep it real and stepmoms were judged for doing the same. And amongst the overwhelming amount of resources for moms, there really wasn't much for stepmoms. That resonated with me at least. Except for Stepmom Magazine, that is. In fact, almost 10 years in, Stepmom Magazine is the only resource that I revisit time and time again. So Stepmom Magazine is a monthly online publication for any woman who's dating, living with, or married to someone with kids. The articles are written by all the leading stepfamily therapists and coaches, and the support is second to none. Stepmom Magazine has tons of information on topics like co-parenting and dealing with stepkids and dealing with the ex and disengaging and raising teenagers and being a full-time stepmom and having an ours baby. They cover it all. If you're a stepmom listening to this podcast, you need to check them out. And you can use the code JAMIE20 and you'll save 20% off anything and everything in their online store. So that's all subscriptions, back issues, and stepmom ebooks. This magazine is the longest standing, highly regarded stepmom resource for a reason. Go to stepmommagazine.com and use the code JAMIE20 and save 20%. One thing that you wrote on your Instagram a little while ago, it was talking about chaos and how sometimes stepmoms are also more comfortable with chaos. And, you know, when things are really good, and I think we've all kind of been there, like when things are really good and there's nothing, like nothing's going on, you're like, oh shit, we're about to get served. Um, like things are too good. Things are too quiet. Something's, something's cooking. 
but just just that commitment to chaos that you were just like waiting for that shoe to drop and how that can really backfire. Like that's not always about having realistic expectations. It's about sometimes we create it. You know, uh, I think for me, there was always this thing where I had this morsel of insecurity where you're like, does he want his family back? Especially if you're in conflict because you have a high conflict person telling you all these things and they're planting these seeds of negativity in your head. It's like, well, does he want her back? Like, does he miss them? Would he rather be with his kids? If he got rid of me, you have all these things that happen. And so for me, when I saw that in moments of peace were few and far between for us, they always meant that something was brewing. But when I saw that peace was happening, I'm just like, Oh, maybe he'll be reminded of how of the good times and maybe he'll go back. And then, you know, some stupid shit will happen. And I'm like, oh, never mind. <laughs> but not to say that I wanted drama, but drama was my way of feeling more secure that my husband was where he wanted to be because I am the one that gave him peace. Now, that's a very fickle way to feel security in your relationship, though. That's super fickle because if you're relying on drama to be the thing, to be your your point at which you uh, base your your stability of your relationship, honey, you know, you need to call me, you need to call Jamie because you got some stuff you need to work out. But if you are the drama stepmom, you do crave conflict. You do get in where you're just not needed. And you know that how they always tell us to stay in our lane, Jamie? <sighs> I do believe we have a lane. I I, I believe that we have a lane. My lane is full of honey, milk, excess gold, cocoa butter, shea butter, and comfort and regality. Like that's my lane. I don't do the bullshit. I don't like y'all can save, save the drama for your mama, as they say. Us picking and choosing, wanting to be involved in everything. If you don't trust that your man can handle a text message conversation and he stuck his whole deal pickle in this woman and pulled out some kids and girlfriend, you need to go back to to one-on-one. You know, this is not, certain things are just not our place. Certain things are not our place. And if you start to revel in the fact that there's certain work that you just don't have to do, and then you start to realize that you can trust your partner, that's when you become okay. But when I see stepmoms that are full of drama, yes, you yourself might be disordered. You might have some unchecked mental stuff you need to deal with. You might a stepmothering might be unearthing some of your own unhealed trauma. But if you realize that I'm not making this better, I'm not making, my presence, I'm not making any of this better. Me taking over text messages. I used to love to do that. He would get like a dumb text message. I'm like, let me respond. And obviously my, you know, the words that I, because my husband is just like a one word type of dude. Yeah, no, okay, whatever. I'd be like, well, on this particular date, this happened and I will not, you know, and they could tell paragraphs, dude. I write in paragraphs. I write in paragraphs and I know right well she would know that was from me. (laughs) Damn real. And she knows it's from you. And so now that makes her look like, that makes him look like he can't handle his own business. That makes you, you look like you're impeding in a space where you just honestly do not belong. And you do look insecure. And to a high conflict person, that is like giving candy to a baby. Totally. And I look back at any times when I wasn't responding the best way I could, it was because I was insecure. And I think that would be a huge challenge for any stepmom who is really struggling right now in like a high conflict. Like, what are you insecure about? What, what is this triggering in you? 
Let's make it plain. What are you insecure? Are you insecure that he loves her more than you? Are you insecure that they have kids and you don't? Are you insecure that part of his income is leaving your household and going to his former household? Like you need to name your insecurities. I don't think a lot of women can us stepmoms can do that though. Because all of our insecurities, you know, they literally are a mirror back to the things that are missing within us. At this point, Jamie, I feel like there's no bitch out there that can make me feel insecure about my man. Not not a one. Not my mama, not his baby mama, not his mama, nobody. You know what I mean? But it took a while to get to that point, though, because I had to learn to trust him and trust myself. And be confident in the role that you're playing. Right. And I think sometimes as stepmoms, we get so caught up in what she's doing, what the ex is doing, what the ex thinks of us, how we're being perceived, that we forget to just like that's where it is about staying in your lane. And I think that I know there was a time when someone would have said, stay in your lane. I'd be like, screw you. Right. Like I, you know, and I'm sure there's a time when if someone said that to you, you'd be like, whatever. Right. It would trigger you, but it triggers you when you're insecure because it's triggering that insecurity when you're trying to figure out where you are in this space. And it came over time for me just resting in, okay, Naja, in your lane, there's a throne where Queen Naja sits, where no one else has access to. I've been reassured by my partner that they do love me. And this is where they choose to be every single day. And to be quite frank, if they wanted to go and jump back over and dumpster in that wouldn't be hard at all. So no shade. But, you know, just staying in one's lane, it's a beautiful place to be and understanding what your role is. You are literally here to be your partner's support person. When you start jumping out, somebody um, I was talking to on my podcast last week, they were like, you know, remember Rocky Balboa? You know that movie, Jamie? Rocky? I think so, yeah. You seen that? Like a boxing movie? Okay, well, just think of like Muhammad Ali. And you know his trainer. Like Muhammad Ali would be out there in the ring getting his ass beat. He'd be getting pummeled. And then his trainer, when he would go back to his corner, would douse his face with water. He would put Vaseline on his wounds. He'd make sure his mouth guard was in tight. He said, that's the role of a stepmom. When our men, when our partners are out there fighting that fight, it's up to us to make sure when they come back over, because we're their reprieve, we're their resting place. When they come back over, we make sure that they're good to go out and fight another day. But if you take your behind in that ring with him, who's going to have his back? Who's going to be watching for opposition? Who's going to be taking care of this person's home? So that's something that I want all of us to think about when we start to wanting to engage and defend them. You, your partner, he's going to take, they're going to take their licks for sure. They are going to take a butt whipping, but this is part of the process. If you don't allow them to learn what facing opposition looks like, meaning they need to write their own text messages, respond to their own emails. You are not their repository for that big argument that they just had at the pickup and drop off. They have a damn therapist or a coach for that. Call a friend, go get a beer with a buddy or something like that. You know, once you start to realize what your role in your space is and you are confident in your partner, then that's when you've built a monument of beauty and of strength and stability for yourself. And that's when you have the balance amongst the bullshit. That's when you feel balance. That's when you feel, when you're okay. You know how it is, Jamie, when you first had your baby, you're like, oh, you know, oh, she's so perfect. And then they're at the playground and they get their first little boo-boo. And you're like, ah, they're hurt. I couldn't protect them. 
but then that scar heals and it goes away. And then they learn to be more careful. We do have to step aside, in my opinion, and allow our partners to kind of take those licks because we can't take them for them. And that's the part where you start to develop trust for their ability to take it and for their ability to protect you. Yeah. And, you know, I can hear stepmoms listening to this being like, but what about when they're not sticking up for themselves or they're not responding in the right way and they're not doing that? And, you know, something that's been really helpful for me is to ask why. Like sometimes we get so... Who says it's right? Right. Sometimes we get so caught up in how we think they should respond and what that response would be that we don't give them permission to explain to us why, why they aren't responding. For the longest time, I was like, why are you not responding to this? Why are we not doing this? Like, why are we not? And instead, I I would just get mad that he wasn't doing it the way that I thought we should do because I felt like I knew better when I didn't. Well, actually, sometimes I did. We That's crazy. We think we know better about a situation we just came into. Sometimes I do know better. Sometimes I do know better. Sometimes you do too. But sometimes we got to let, like, understand their perspective. And when you take time to just understand why, instead of trying to push your right on them, you don't always agree still, but you get this more of an understanding on their rationale. And, like, they're no dummies, even though sometimes we think, you know? It looks like they do dumb, do and say dumb things, but you, would you be with a dummy? Because what does that say about us, you know? I, I agree with that. For the stepmoms that are saying, well, Naja, but he doesn't respond this way. I need you to say at the end of those statements, for me. Naja, he doesn't it respond the right way for me. It, it For me. Make sure you add the for me. Because this person created a life with an individual that he now has a responsibility to co-parent with. He is literally responsible for making sure this kid isn't screwed up and he puts them out there into the world so they can live their own life. Like if he's done the the best job he can, that's what's going to happen. So if we look at the grand scheme of things, is how he responds to this text message. If we're looking at the end goal, is this really important for you? And if you're saying it's for you and how you think he should respond, well, girlfriend, go and get you a damn diary and write out all the responses <laughs> you think he should send and then close it up and go find you something else to do. That's really what I need y'all to do. And I'm taught when I, when I, when I use this strong language, this is, thing, this, this is stuff that I've had to tell myself as well. Naja, why are you so invested in how he responds? Oh, you know, we, we would get text messages. Your wife is ugly. I'm like, bitch, to you? And I'd be like, Tony, you need to say this and say that. And, and he'd be like, why? I know you're beautiful. That's why I'm with you. Like, why? So these things, this is stuff that did something to me and my ego, feeling like he didn't defend me. That's not my husband not defending me. That's him saying, I'm not going to argue with a person who's clearly blind and so committed to seeing this thing from a skewed picture. Or maybe they need, got cataracts. Because if you call him, it's nausea ugly. Baby, you can't be thinking too right. <laughs> That's so good. All right. Last question for you. We talked about this on the episode on yours. When do you think a stepmom should leave? When is it too much? When do you need to call it quits? Because I think we don't, you know, we've been talking about this. We don't, we don't talk about this too much because this is not for everyone. It's not. Y'all, it's, it's not. If you are a woman that is predisposed to certain emotional disorders, mental disorders, if, you've, if you're already dealing with that, I'm telling you, becoming a stepmother is probably going to exacerbate your issues. And if you find yourself spiraling, then this situation is not for you. Because 
the one thing that we can count on in Step Family Life is constant change and constant transition. And don't let your behind be in one of these high conflict situations. It's going to cause you pain that you've not, that you just don't have to experience. And I know you love your partner. I know you do. But this is where I got to ask, do you love yourself more? How much do you, what is our self-worth looking like? There's so many times, Jamie, where I will question my own self-worth. Like, bitch, why are you dealing with this? You are better than this, Naja. You don't have to suffer because your dude had, you know, made some decisions before you. Like, why? You're better than this. And so I came to the determination that this was ultimately the best human being, the best dude I've ever been with, the best relationship for me. And if your partner is not the best and you're still questioning their motives and you've dealt with some things that are making you compromise yourself, you don't get to do that and be a stepmom. Like you don't get to deal. There's certain things I feel like, honestly, Jamie, my husband just doesn't get a reprieve on. It's like, cause I I deal with other bullshit from you. So certain things I just can't, I'm not going to do. And that's unfair because that means, you know, that's, I know that's unfair, you all, because everybody's human. So I'll say that if it's not the best person that you've ever been with and they don't bring the best out of you, then I don't want you to be here. Also, if you're realizing that your bad days are starting to far outweigh your good days, that means it's going to come, it, that means you're going to have a bad month, then a bad year, then a bad few years, and ultimately a bad life. So if you're seeing that the numbers are not adding up, you have to go and you have to put yourself first. If you're also in a situation, I could shoot these off all day because I just don't want women, uh, people, I'm sorry, because I like to be inclusive. I don't like people being in situations where they're living their life at half staff. You know, this we, we only have, what, about 90 years on this earth? And if you're spending the majority of your time feeling like you are unhappy and you are around people that do not bring out the stars and the moon and the sun and the glitter in you, you're muted and you're gray. And that's not why you're put here to have this very short physical experience. That was beautiful. I should be a poet, shouldn't I? So beautiful. You should. We were just talking about comedian, poet. I know, Jamie. I get so sleepy though. We're going on tour. We're going to go on a stepmom tour. We're going to go on a tour, though. We need to talk about our tour, though. We got to do with this damn tour. We talked about the. When was I first on your podcast? What Was that 2018? This is like a few years ago. No, it had to be like 2018. We've been talking about this since 2018, Jamie. So I don't know. I still can't believe. Yeah, we've been talking about the stepmom shit for a long time. Do you ever, ever feel like you just don't want to talk about being a stepmom anymore? Yes. And I started, I have that my other page, Blended in Black. I can't, I haven't even posted to that in like eight months now because I was like, man, it's just too much. It's it's too much. But I, that's why I started doing fun TikToks, which is my regular page, The Naja Hall. It's just basically pictures of me in spandex. Y'all go follow me on my personal page too, though. <laughs> <laughs> You're so good. Okay, Naja, where can everyone find you? What, how can they work with you? I welcome all. And guys, I have a, I do have a podcast. Jamie uh, is also a guest on my podcast. So that episode is coming out near, darn near the same time as this one. My podcast is called I Know I'm Crazy with Naja Hall. And it's available everywhere. You can find me at VIPstepmom.com. Or if you want to know more about me and my real life and the other things that I am, aside from being a stepmom, then you can visit me at NajaHall.com. And all my links are everywhere. Everywhere leads you back. Yeah. And I will link them for you. You guys, 
Honestly, I can't wait for them to hear this episode. You are such a hoot. Yes, yes. Not intentionally, though. Life just keeps hooting on my ass, honey. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Thanks, Naja. Bye, Jamie. That's it for this one. Thank you so much for tuning in. If you haven't already, and if the podcast has been resonating with you, I would be forever grateful if you would head on over to iTunes and give the show a rating and a review. And if you know someone who would benefit from listening to this episode, be sure to send it their way. Now, if you are craving more, head to my website, jamiescrimger.com. There are lots of blog posts and podcast episodes and resources available for you over there. And if you really want to dive in, I do take on a limited number of coaching clients every month. So you can book one call or work with me for three months. Either way, we will create an individualized plan for your unique step family situation. Remember, sitting around biatching about how hard being a stepmom is won't make being a stepmom any easier. If you want change in your life, it has to start with you. Chat with you next week.